When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Here for the Crack with me, Emma Neal. I hope you're all doing well. It's been a whirlwind of a week. Mental health's been all over the place, to say the least. <laughs> but I feel back on track now, so... Yeah, sometimes it just takes you a few days to get out of a slump, doesn't it? You know when you're just in that headspace where just, honestly, anything would make you cry? Like, everything is overwhelming. I can really... I don't know, sometimes I think I'm superwoman. I can take on everything. I can get up early. I can go to the gym. I can go on a walk. I can do all my uni work. I can do my podcast. I can edit my podcast. I can edit all my, I don't know, everything else. And I just think like, oh my God, I can, I've sussed it out. I can do this. I can literally take on whatever I want. And then it all comes crashing and burning. And yeah, I just think it's inevitable if you put that much on yourself, you're going to experience burnout to some degree. And I think I always, I I don't know. I always think I'm not going to get burnout because I'm always like, no, I'm so good right now. Nothing's ever going to break this. And then, yeah, as I said, all comes crashing and burning. You just hit a bit of a wall which is what happened to me at the beginning of this week. I just struggled to get out of bed. And then anytime I did get out of bed, it was like anything was setting me off, anything and everything. I like, I would talk to my tutor about my project and I'd start welling up and he was like, are you okay? And I was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> really good, really good over here. <laughs> or I'll literally like read an email about a deadline that's literally in a few months time. You know, I not something I should be worrying about at this point, but I'll just read it and be like, <laughs> but no, thankfully I am out of my little slump. I'm actually going to York today, which I'm very excited about. It's such a shame. I obviously living in Leeds, I would love to do more traveling around England because apparently Yorkshire is a very beautiful area. The Yorkshire Dales, I've never seen anything outside of Leeds in Yorkshire. Um, my geography of England is pretty bleak, to be honest. Not as bad as English peoples of Ireland. <laughs> Sorry, every time I talk about this, it makes me laugh, but English people's perception of Ireland is so funny to me. Like, <laughs> they literally think it's like this old place that doesn't have internet and it's just like, no cities, just country. And... <laughs> My friend asked me the other day if it's a war zone. <laughs> she, but she was like, "What are you doing after uni?" And I was like, "Oh, I think I'm gonna go home at least for a year anyway. Just you know, have a year to chill and work things out." And she was like, "Is it a war zone there?" 
so funny also i posted on my story like they all just think we have the exact same accent no matter where in ireland you're from like it doesn't matter if you are a posh dubliner if you are from this as south as it gets or if you're from like Derry, like you literally all sound the same to them they watch Derry girls and they're like oh my god she sounds exactly like you i get comments on my tiktok all the time being like haha you sound exactly like the Derry girls and i'm like i literally could not have more of a different accent than people from Derry." But it's just so funny. <laughs> but anyway, that all came from me having really bad geography when it comes to England. I don't know where anything is. I know where Leeds, Liverpool, Manchester and London are. And I think that's where I draw the line. <laughs> um. So yeah, today I'm going to York. It's actually only a half an hour train journey to me. Which can I say is, an, is another really baffling thing coming from Ireland. The fact that you can travel half an hour and be in a completely different city in England. What's that about? (laughs) Anyway, York looks really beautiful. It's very, it looks really like old and kind of mystical. All very cobbled streets, like really old pubs. The main reason we're actually going is because they've got a really nice Christmas market apparently and Leeds aren't doing a Christmas market this year because the council said they didn't have enough money or something. But then I was walking into town the other day and I saw people setting up a Christmas market. So maybe they're doing like a little mini one. I'm not really 100% sure, but I'm really excited to go to the Christmas market because I don't really feel very Christmassy yet. I went into town the other day and had a little walk around Corn Exchange because I knew they had like their big Christmas tree up and all their lights. And I just wanted to start thinking about it and start slightly getting into the spirit and like thinking about presents. So I kind of did that to try and coerce myself and I think the Christmas market's really going to help as well. Also if you have a rail card it's literally like three pounds each way on the train. I think it's only like five or six pounds if you don't have a rail card it's not that much of a difference which is a fraction of the price of what you'd pay for a taxi to get to go into Leeds. I was going to get a taxi home an Uber home from the train station the other day because when I was coming back from London and I had loads of bags and I was like oh fuck I really want to get a taxi right now let me just see how much it would be on Uber. 23 pounds. I was like, absolutely not. I'll be walking straight to the bus stop with all my bags. Thank you. Oh yeah, that reminds me I was in London last weekend. So, right, here's my thoughts on London currently. I have a weird love-hate relationship with London. I think it's great. I think there's so much going on. I think it has so many positives, but I also think they come with a lot of negatives that can really easily be overlooked sometimes and depending on the trip like there's weekends I go and I'm like I love it here this is my calling I am gonna move here live my best life blah 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 and then there's other times I go like last weekend where I'm like no this is not a bit of me I think it was a combination of how busy it was because I feel like all the times I've been to London before it hasn't really been at peak busyness because of COVID whereas now London is like back to busier than ever And when I say busy, I mean like all the streets flooded everywhere you go, like having to constantly check your pockets, make sure you've got everything on you. The tubes, you're like pressed up against people's faces and armpits. Really unenjoyable experience. (laughs) So there's that. And then there's obviously everything being so expensive. There's the fact that you literally have to account for things taking you an hour to get there and back, which is so inconvenient. And then there's the fact that the other night when me and my two friends were standing outside the pub, two guys threw fireworks at us. So that was really fun. (laughs) We were literally standing at the front of a bar, like 
on there was no tables basically and inside or outside so we were standing literally like outside the barriers literally on the street but the bouncer said it was fine and then these two guys literally run out from the building across the road and chuck two fireworks straight at the pub and they like bounced off the curb and like spun into the road and they were like obviously you don't know where it's going to go off because it's just spinning around so everyone was freaking out we didn't know what to do what to duck behind we didn't know whether run forwards or backwards because you don't know what direction it's going to go off in it was a harrowing experience to say the least and luckily no one got uh it didn't go off near anyone's body or face and it didn't hit a car as well it was very lucky the direction it went off because it could have gone very badly so yeah currently not on the london buzz but i mean watch me next time i go come back and be like right that's it i'm moving (laughs) okay what is my recommendation of the week you know what it has to be actually I don't know if you've seen me using this on, I think I've used it in a few TikToks, but I I bought this thing on Beauty Bay and it's called a contour cube, right? It's essentially just a glorified, like a, a bougier looking ice pop maker. <laughs> Wait, okay, you know when you were younger and you used to get those ice lolly makers where you'd like pour the juice into them and then it'd have the wee tops you'd like stick into it. You put them in the freezer for an hour, take it out and you've got like a little handmade calipo type of thing. It's essentially a more aesthetically pleasing version of that. It's like pink with like a nice case and it only does one and you just fill it up with water and it creates this ice block essentially but with like a thing that you hold on to and you massage your face with it. It's like a face roller but an ice one and you can put different things in it. You can put aloe vera in it. You can put cucumber in it. I'm yet to test the waters with putting different things in it. So far, I've only just put water in it, but I really do want to do cucumber. I feel like that would be so nice. And it's just the nicest thing ever. Like when you wake up and you feel a bit swollen or you're really tired, it just wakens you up and it makes your skin feel so nice. I did it when I was hungover and it was just the nicest thing ever because I get a really swollen face when I'm hungover. So yeah, my recommendation of the week is a contour cube. You can get it on Beauty Bay. You can also get little mini ones. The little mini ones look really cute. I'm tempted to get one as well, although that's really unnecessary considering I've got the normal one. Right, today we're back with another Girly Chats episode. So let's go. My boyfriend doesn't compliment me and we've been together two years. Oh, this would not sit well with me, I'll tell you that. Um, I'm a very complimenting person. So if someone was, I feel like it's part of my love language. I just, I'm a complimenter. I've, I've grown up in like a complimenting family. It's just what I do. And I think if someone was to not compliment me, I would really, I don't know, I'd really take it to heart, even though this is the thing with people who don't compliment. They probably are thinking nice things, but they're not used to voicing it because maybe when they were growing up, they didn't really compliment each other in the family or maybe in their previous relationship, it just like wasn't a thing. So like as much as, like if you turn around to your boyfriend and you were to say, do you not think I look nice tonight? He'll definitely be like, yeah, obviously you do. And it's like, well, why didn't you tell me that? And that's the thing. Some people just aren't used to voicing the things that they think like that. They're just not comfortable all the time giving these compliments, but they need to know you need to tell him that that matters to you. There's no point in you going on just constantly thinking about this and constantly thinking about the fact he doesn't compliment you and getting insecure about it because 
then you start to question yourself like does he even think nice things of you does he think you look nice does he love you does he appreciate you and you know what's gonna happen if you don't say this to him if this just continues to slip under the radar you're gonna get more and more insecure about the fact that he's not complimenting you more and more like angry and the rage is gonna build up inside of you you're gonna start to resent him to a level and then what will happen some random night who knows where you'll be might not even be the night might be in the daytime a random boy will worship the ground that you walk on and will compliment you like your own boyfriend has never done before and you will not be used to that attention and that level of someone complimenting you and you will love it and you'll end up doing something stupid and cheating on your boyfriend when this could have been squished on the head by you just communicating that you need him to be vocal and to compliment you when he thinks these nice things and tell him or you'll end up just looking for it elsewhere. It's also a two-way street, like you need to be complimenting him. Because if you turn around to him and you're like, you never compliment me, it makes me feel like shit. It makes me question whether you even think these things, blah, blah, blah. And then what if he turns around and he's like, you literally never compliment me either. Like it needs to be a two-way thing to make you both feel loved and secure. Okay, next dilemma. In love with my best mate, kissed him and slept with him once ages ago. Do I tell him? Hmm... I think if you genuinely see this as being something and when I say something I mean like serious like this could be the one type of thing if you genuinely believe that then yes tell him but I also don't think it's worth losing a best friend for the sake of a little fling that could be over in a few months and you're on to the next one and then you've just lost a best friend over it. But I reckon if you genuinely believe it could be something special, then it's worth giving it a go and telling him. I think as well, you kind of know better when you're best friends because you know how well you get on already. So maybe now you're just detecting that there's also a bit of a spark. So it could work. The only fear is there telling them and not being reciprocated and then being like, oh, (laughs) where do we go from here? (laughs) But if you are close enough, you'll be able to move past that, I reckon. So yeah, I think if you properly see a future with the boy, go for it. Next dilemma. Feeling attracted to a work friend, it's making me feel guilty. Am I being disloyal to my boyfriend? Okay, first of all, it is so normal to still be attracted to people when you're in a relationship. We are human, like we're gonna find other people attractive it's not like all of a sudden you get into a relationship and you can't see the beauty in anyone else around you that doesn't just switch off what sets aside someone being in a relationship a committed relationship to someone being single is when you see when you are attracted to people when you're in a relationship you don't act on it because you're loyal to the person you're in a relationship with so I don't think you should feel guilty at all for finding someone attractive. I think if you were to act on it would then be the issue. And I think a lot of the time the issue with when you find people attractive in work is that you are with them so often, the boundaries can sometimes get a little bit blurred because you're, you know, you're always with them. The attraction become can become a bit of flirty banter. And then it's like, where do you draw the line? I think it's good that you've recognized it now 
and that you're already feeling guilty about it. Not that I think you should feel guilty about finding someone attractive, but the fact that you've recognized it and you're like conscious of it means that you can consciously now make sure you don't act on it. And then you've no reason to feel guilty. I'm 24 and love my job, but feel like at this stage I should be traveling instead. To be honest, I think by you saying I feel like at this age I should be traveling is an answer in itself. Like you shouldn't do something because you feel like you should be doing it. You know what I mean? I could turn around and be like, I feel like I should be working my way up in the corporate ladder. But that doesn't mean I want to. That doesn't mean that's what would make me happy. That doesn't mean it's the right path for me. And I think you can look at other people's like fun times and what's made them happy. You know, you maybe see all over TikTok or from your friends and stuff of them traveling, them having such a good time and them talking about it and being like, oh, it's the best thing I've ever done and all that kind of thing and think that that's what you should be doing. But at the end of the day, what you should be doing is just what makes you happy. And you said you love your job. So there's absolutely no rush to do anything else if you're currently loving where you're at. You've your whole life ahead of you to travel apart from if you have kids. (laughs) I will say that you've your whole life ahead of you to travel until you have kids. And then you can still do a bit of traveling, but not to the same extent, you know, you'll never have as little responsibilities as you do when you don't have a family. I'm sure loads of people hearing this will be like, you can't travel when you have kids, you can't do this, do that. I know you can, but it's a very different dynamic. Like, you will never be as carefree and have as little responsibilities as you have when you are, like, young with no kids, essentially. So, you're 24, you've got all of your 20s ahead of you to travel if you're loving your job now, stick at it. Who knows, maybe three years down the line, you'll decide that it's not a case of you feel like you should be traveling. It's more a case that you actually really want to now. Or maybe you'll be like, actually, I don't even feel like I should be traveling. I am in the complete right path for me. I'm loving life. This is perfect for me. Don't put too much pressure on yourself to do things just because you're seeing other people doing them. I think as well with social media, like before TikTok, you would only really see like, you know, the one person in your friend group that decided to go traveling and then maybe like that one or two other people that you know or like that cousin that decided to go traveling. So you didn't really see too much of it. Whereas now I feel like on TikTok, you're seeing like so many people traveling, which is such a good thing. Don't get me wrong. Like I love seeing it all. I love getting travel inspiration. I think it's really good to encourage people to travel while they can. I think it's one of like the best life experiences you can ever embark on but that doesn't mean it's for everyone and when you're always seeing these things it can start to make you doubt like oh am I missing out by not doing this or am I really stupid for like staying in this job when I could be doing this or that and just starts to make you have insecurities that you wouldn't have necessarily had if you didn't see these things before and as I said sometimes it's a great thing sometimes people look at these videos and think oh my god that's what I want to do I'm gonna save up the money and do that next year And for some people, it's a bad thing and it makes them think the way that you're thinking. And I think it's just important to stay true to you and what is going to make you happy at the end of the day. Because that's all that really matters. I don't think I've ever been in love. How do you know if you are? Oh, this is a good question because I feel like it's a really difficult thing to describe. You know, it's not just one thing. It's made up of so many different things. I think it's like 
Okay, so you get past the initial kind of lust stage, the butterfly stage, the excitement. You know, that. don't get me wrong, that is like so fun. It's such a fun stage to be in. But I think a lot of people can mistake this sometimes for love. And I think it's love comes a bit further down the line. It's a much more like deep-rooted feeling. It's like when you care so much about the other person you feel so like at home in their company and very just like peaceful and like there's no urgency to do things. There is a psychology thing I read behind this. It's like the reason why when you're in love with someone you can become quite lazy and just not do that much and it's because you're just like so content and feel so peaceful and at home. So you're just like very content to just be with them. I think as well when they bring out like a better side to you, you feel more yourself and a better person, even like when you're not with them, but just because you're in love with them, if that makes sense. A thing I've really noticed with being with my boyfriend is when I'm with him, I'm like, how do I describe this? So when I'm not with him, I feel like a bit of a scatterbrain, heads all over the place, thinking of a million and one things at a time, you know, scrolling on my phone and then watching something on I don't know just like 101 things but then when I'm with him it's like that all is just completely gone and I don't look at my phone and I don't I don't know I just kind of forget about everything else you're like in your own world with them I feel like that's a good sign next dilemma I'm scared to come off the pill as I've heard bad things from people who have any tips okay so yeah I think It's pretty normal when you come off the pill for your hormones to go a bit haywire for a few months. I know some people do struggle to get their hormones back to normal for like a good year. For me, it was probably more around about three to six months. We're so misinformed, I think, with the pill that we don't actually realise what it does to our bodies a lot of the time. People are under the impression, I definitely was when I was younger, that because you still have a bleed that you're still your hormones are still working like you're still getting a period as such but that's not actually a period from like in the same way that like a normal period it's not called a period it's called a pill bleed I think so when you come off it all of a sudden like your hormones have to actually start working again and if you've been on the pill for years like I think I was on it a good six years six years of your hormones being switched off for them to then have to start properly working again It's going to take a bit of time and it's just something you have to accept and try to work with to try and help like balance them out as quickly as you can. So something that the the pill depletes your body of a few nutrients. I think one of the big ones is zinc. So definitely if you're not already taking zinc, I don't know why doctors don't tell you to take zinc when you're taking the pill because they definitely should because it literally depletes your body of it. Um, If you're not taking zinc, definitely start taking zinc. There's also a thing called evening primrose oil. You can just get it in any like vitamin shop or like Holland Barrett, you can get it online as well. Evening primrose oil is meant to be really, really good for your hormones. I took that for the first while when I came off my pill and found it really helped. If you're finding, everyone's different with this. Some people will literally go straight back to normal and have a period, like a regular period within the month. But some people will really struggle to get their period back. And if you are one of those people, then you should definitely look into seed cycling. I'm not going to explain it because I 
can't really remember how it works but basically different kinds of seeds have different things that are good for like different times of your menstrual cycle and if you can like feed your body with those things at the different stages then you're really gonna help your hormones the whole way through if that makes sense. Sorry I'm probably not really explaining it very well but I did read a really good book about hormones that I would highly recommend it's called Period Power. It honestly changed my life. I feel like I literally say that about every non-fiction book that I read. (laughs) But no, it's such a good book. It's so informative. I literally feel like we should be learning that shit in primary school. The fact that we grow up and don't know anything about our bodies and our hormones and our menstrual cycles, apart from how to put a tampon in, is crazy to me. Another really good resource for this, there's a girl on Instagram called AOK Nutrition. She is a hormone nutritionist kind of gal from Dublin. She has her own clinic and I think, I'm pretty sure she's literally like booked out all the time, but her Instagram's amazing. She also has a podcast called Spilling the Tea with AOK, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I love her content. It's just so educational and it's what all of us females need. Okay, moving on. Been with my boyfriend for three years now. We live together and he is amazing. I am worried I am settling though. Okay, it sounds like... You're saying we live together and he's amazing. You don't have anything bad to add to this story. So maybe your fear of you settling is a bit irrational. Like sometimes we can just get these thoughts, but then you're like, okay, catch yourself on. There's nothing wrong in this relationship. If it was a case of you genuinely felt like you were settling, like he wasn't meeting your needs on so many levels, you know, like maybe if he didn't put enough effort in as you'd like him to or if he doesn't meet your needs on a romantic level or on a sexual level. I don't know, just on any of those things. And if you genuinely did feel that way and he wasn't living up to those expectations and you have communicated this and he's still not doing it, then I would say you're settling by choosing to put up with that because it's someone's not meeting your expectations. But in this case, it really doesn't sound that way. It sounds like you have a good relationship and love him and everything's good, but you're just like having your doubts, which I think is normal to a certain extent. I think in any long-term relationship where you're like, oh, is this it? Then you can have those moments of being like, oh my God, this is so amazing that this is it because this is who I want to be with for the rest of my life. And then you can also have those moments of, oh shit, this is really it. Should I be exploring other options? Should I have settled with this boy so quickly? And I think it's just like normal things to think as long as they're not lasting feelings. Like if you're constantly thinking this, I'd say it's a sign. But if it's just a passing kind of, oh, don't know, am I settling? I think you're okay. Next dilemma. I'm dropping out of uni because of an eating disorder and living with my mum who has an eating disorder. Need your advice. Oh, God bless you. This is such a hard one because in this situation, what you want is to be able to come home and look up to someone with healthy eating habits and have someone who's supportive and encouraging of you getting better and you improving your relationship with food. But unfortunately, someone with an eating disorder isn't going to be able to give you that. And sometimes as well, people with eating disorders can like 
feed off of each other almost like bounce off of each other and um, it was a big thing in school growing up like people that had eating disorders would like talk about it a lot and like romanticize it and yeah like bounce off each other and like encourage each other and like almost have competitions of like who could eat less that type of thing just like really toxic behavior it was so normalized in school like everyone was getting on that way look this is a really hard one but it's good that you recognize that your mom does have an eating disorder and that you shouldn't look to her for advice on this situation or you don't want to look up to her as a person like with healthy eating habits I mean obviously you can look up to your mom in loads of other ways but I'm just talking about in terms of food I think it would be really beneficial for you to tell friends this so that they can help you and they can kind of step in where that's concerned and so that you have other people around you that do have a healthy relationship with food that you can kind of look up to them where that's concerned and also have the conversations with them and even like go round to their house for meal times or like go out for dinner with them or get them round to your house because I think if you're it's if it's just you and your mom and like you both have eating disorders it's going to be really difficult to get out of even if you've got other family members you can talk to about it or a therapist and even people that you look up to on social media or that you aspire to have their relationship with food also, you know what I love doing when I'm eating? I love putting on other people eating when I'm eating. And I love putting on them eating loads. Like big giant mukbangs while I'm eating my dinner. It's very comforting. You might find that easier to like eat something with than to eat with your mum. If that's too difficult for you. Sorry, I don't even know if that's good advice. Love my boyfriend, but recently I've been getting annoyed at everything he does. Am I just hormonal or do I not like him like I used to? (laughs) It sounds to me like you've got a case of the ick. (laughs) No, I've got this before where you literally despise everything they do. I think it's your body telling you that you don't like them anymore. So like even though you might have that deep down like feeling of love for them and you still care about them, you're still just like repulsed and annoyed at everything they do. I've been there. It's your body giving you warning signs, I'm telling you. Okay, we've got a long one. So my boyfriend of years broke up with me for his mental health a few months ago. He said it had nothing to do with me and that he just needed to work on himself. I completely agreed we had a good relationship otherwise. I've watched his mental health get very bad the last year or so. Anyway, I didn't hear from him for three months and then bumped into him. He told me he misses me, he loves me and asked what I'd think about getting back together would look like. He then tells me he's seeing someone. After, he starts asking me things like, do you think having sex would be the same after we've slept with different people? Because we were each other's first. He didn't say many nice things about this new girl at all. He held my hand the whole time we were together, almost seven hours. Oh my god, seven hours. Then when we leave the coffee shop, his new girl walks out of his house to see us together. This girl doesn't know anything he's been saying to me and I don't think I'm the right person to tell her. I told him very straight up I don't think he should be with someone when he's saying these things to me and also you can't fix your mental health that quickly. No idea what to do. I still love him obviously but the girl is being a mug and I feel bad for her but also who would ever believe the ex? Also, don't want to get on his bad side because I do still like him. Any advice? And yes, he did leave her in his house alone for over six hours and she said he didn't reply to her so she was leaving. 
Oh my god, the audacity of some people. It sounds to me like this new girl is very much a rebound and he actually still cares a lot about you. I don't think, okay, if he wanted to leave the relationship to work on his mental health, but then has gone and just jumped straight into another relationship, I really don't think he'll have worked on anything on himself. Him being with someone else is just making him realise that he loves you still. It's very unfair on the other girl. Like, I agree with you. I feel bad for the other girl. I think she needs to know because he's not in the relationship with her for the right reasons. And I would hate to think, like, imagine, put the shoe on the other foot. Imagine you were the one in the relationship with the guy and he was off telling these things to his ex. I would be absolutely mortified if I found that out. I think you should encourage him to tell the girl this and that it's not right. But I also don't know that I'd be going back to him if I were you. But I do understand it's a hard situation because it's one of those things where like, you do still love them. The feelings are still there. Like the connection's obviously still there if you were with each other for seven hours. So I think it is a hard one to keep yourself away from. But I also think at the same time, it could maybe do with a little bit more time apart and just kind of growing like I think he has a lot of growing to do by the signs of things and I don't know if you want to rush into getting back with him although who knows maybe things will be really different because he'll completely realize now what he wants but that also like you've got to remember why you broke up in the first place and is that an issue that is still going to be an issue but yeah 100% the other girl needs to know how traumatized would you be knowing that your boyfriend was out spilling all this stuff to his ex oh the thought of it makes me want to vomit okay guys i'm gonna leave it there for this week's episode thank you all so much for sending me in your dilemmas and trusting me to give my sometimes questionable advice if you enjoyed this week's episode please remember to leave me a little five-star review on spotify or apple podcasts or even share it on your social media share it with your friends you know the drill. Thank you so much for all your love and support and I will speak to you in next week's episode. Bye!